This episode is sponsored by Purple Hearts Home Health. Purple Hearts Home Health is a non-medical agency that provides quality care for those in need. They provide meal prep, bathing, bathing assistance, medication reminders, and more. They are currently accepting new clients, and they service Columbus and the surrounding areas. Come and let them treat you like family. They can be reached at purpleheartshh.com. Once again, that is purpleheartshh.com. Hey y'all, welcome to A Sprinkle of Murder True Crime Podcast. I am your host, Marky. And I am your co-host, Tiana. And we have a story for y'all today. Yes, we do. But before we jump into the story, yes, I want to say these Apple Podcast reviews. We love them. Hello. Like... Thank you guys. We appreciate it. Um, we don't know who you guys are because of your usernames. But yeah, we've been trying to figure it out too. Like I've been texting people like, did you leave this review? Same. <laughs> Same. But if you left a review, we thank you. We appreciate it a lot. I read it. I just went through and read it again. So thank you guys. And when y'all go in there, y'all will see a very hilarious review from my 10 year old child. <laughs> AKA my favorite niece. Let her tell it. <laughs> <laughs> and don't come for me yes she listens to the podcast because she lives with me so she already knows how i talk so listen she was sitting down here listening to us record an episode she loves it <laughs> she's she's all for it i like, love it i'm passing the true crime baton to her because my mom passed it to me yes ma'am so now i gotta pass it to her <laughs> um but thank you guys so much for the reviews we love it we feel so appreciated so please keep the reviews coming and please keep listening yes. share 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 please yes share share the post share the podcast like just share just please. share it at. um but today we are talking about adrian robinson um this case i found on an episode of evil lives here on the id channel hmm. Um, unintentionally, I keep unintentionally picking black people. Like, <laughs> I swear to y'all, it is not intentional. Yeah, I don't know if you guys noticed, but every person we have done so far has been black. Either the victim or the killer has been black. <laughs> and I swear it is not intentional. It, it just, just happens. Yeah. These are the stories that I just be gravitating towards for some reason. Um, but you know, of course, with this person being black, there's not enough information because it is so hard for them to find information on us for whatever reason. For whatever reason, I don't know if maybe the family doesn't speak out a lot. I think that probably might that be will what play it a is. part. Yeah, yeah, because the family probably be like, "Listen, don't ask me. I don't know." I like, hate to say it, but you know, black people are like that. Yeah, we real tight lipped when it comes <laughs> to stuff like this. We were like, "Yeah, that's my cousin," but that ain't my cousin, cousin. <laughs> No, but for real. <laughs> like, y'all just gonna have to mind y'all business. Like, I know him, but I ain't know him like that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we had the same, you know, our moms were sisters, but you know, that was about <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, we be real tight-lipped. Sure so, do. we ain't giving you no interviews, no nothing. You just gonna have to take what you can get. Yeah, and in this case, we just gonna have to take what we can get, <laughs> because... I couldn't find a lot of background on him, but I did feel like I still wanted to tell this story because it escalates so quick. And guys, I didn't do any research on this, so I'm going to be just as surprised as you guys are. Yeah, I think we're going to have some real genuine reactions on this one. Because even when you Google his name, I think it's like a football player or something that has the same name as him. 
So you have to like Google his name with murder behind it for the right person to even pop up. Lord. Like I couldn't even find his date of birth. It was like that scarce. Jeez. Um, but his name is Adrian Robinson. At the time of the events that took place, he was 25 years old and lived in Harris County, Georgia. Uh, my sources that I use for this was the episode of Evil Lives Here, uh, the cinemaholic.com, apnews.com, and washingtonpost.com. Um, so on the episode of the Evil Lives Here, they spoke to a couple of people that knew him. Um, it said that he was on the wrestling team in middle school and high school, and he actually ended up being the state wrestling champion. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Veronica Dawson, she was a neighbor and a mother of one of his friends. Um, I think one of her sons might have been on the wrestling team with him. Uh, she said Adrian would come over, um, hang out with her son, and he seemed like a pretty normal kid. Like, uh, Andrew Zuner, I think is how you say his last name. He was a former classmate. He was also on the wrestling team with him. Um, he described Adrian as being like a brother to him. Like they were all, they always hung out. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he was always happy and smiling. He was struggling a little bit, but he didn't specify what he was struggling with. Okay, I, don't I was know. about to ask that. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it was like financial home life or, or financial or something like that. But he said that despite of whatever it was he was struggling with, he was always happy, always smiling. We love to see it. Yeah, so... Uh, He really starts off as a pretty normal kid in high school. You know, he's on the wrestling team. He's ends up becoming the wrestling, the state wrestling champion. Like he pretty much had doing good for himself. Yeah, he has some good things ahead of him if he would have stayed on track. And I think this is going to be another case where uh, mental health plays a huge role in what happens. Um, but yeah, there's, that's all the background I have because that from this point, we just going to ramp up and go right into the story. All right. Um, so on March 23rd of 2003, so again, he's 25 at this point. Um, Henry Robinson, who was his father, he was a 56 year old father of four. Uh, He was a retired electronics technician, and he lived in Hamilton, and people around him described him as just an easygoing, laid-back person. So, around 1 p.m. on this day, this was a Sunday, Henry's brother, I believe his name was Edward Robinson, he stopped by to check on his brother because that's just what he did. Like, you know, Sunday, I'm just going to stop by, see what my brother's doing, see what he's up to. Sundays are typically family days anyway. Yeah. So that makes sense. Just go back, hang out with your family. Sometimes we're going to get some Sunday dinner out of it. <laughs> we just go catch up with each other. Mm-hmm. So he stops by to see his brother, as he usually does, and Adrian answered the door. So he said that when Adrian came to the door, he looked like really nervous, like he looked like something was wrong and he wouldn't let him inside the house. So his uncle is like, you know, what's what's going on? Like, so then he pulls out a gun on the uncle, a hunting rifle. I told y'all we jumping right in with this one. Straight to it. Yeah. He pulls out a hunting rifle on his uncle. Excuse me. Yeah. He shoots at his uncle. Excuse me. Yeah. And misses <laughs> and just runs off into the woods. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. It, what the hell? We ramped up real quick. <laughs> like, his uncle? What yeah. The hell? 
he just knocked on the door. Like, I'm just here to just <laughs> check on my brother. Like, see if he wants something to eat or something. How like, dare he stop by on a Sunday? Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? So, the uncle is like, okay, what the fuck is, is <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so, the uncle called the police. I don't think that the uncle actually went into the house before he called the police. Mm, I would probably be scared to at that point. Yeah. So, once the police get there, they go inside the house. And in the living room, they found, like, a huge puddle of blood. Mm. And from this amount of blood, they're like, whoever's blood this is probably is deceased. Because this is a lot of blood. Sheesh. So, they continue to walk through the house. In another room in the house, it wasn't the bathroom, but it was another room. There was a tub. I don't know why. You just threw me off. (laughs) She said it's not a bathroom, but it got a tub. I don't know why there's a tub in a room that is not the bathroom. I don't know the layout of this house, but this is what the police said. They said in another room, there was a tub and the tub was filled with water, with bloody water. And the officer that was telling this story said that he could see knees coming up out of the water. Mm. And that was where they found the body of Henry Robinson, who, mind y'all, is Adrian's father. Right. Um, yeah. I wish I could see my face. <laughs> like, what the hell? Why the hell? Yeah. The, we got we got here real quick. Yeah. He had been shot 16 times. 16. So that means you had to... I don't know much Time about out. guns. Time out. I'm sorry. Yeah. They have neighbors, right? Uh, see, I don't know. Because, like... When it shows it in the episode, it looks like the houses are kind of spaced, spaced out, out. But you know far. what? He, you did say he ran into the woods. Yeah. So it could have been like in the middle of nowhere. Because their house area. backs up on 500 acres of woods. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I was about to say, nobody, 16, and nobody heard it. And I don't know much about hunting rifles, but do they even hold that many bullets? <laughs> um, I just want to know what. What, what could your dad this? do yeah. for you to shoot him 16 times? And you had to have reloaded <laughs> to shoot him That's 16 times. Sorry. Like, I really want to know. I don't, like, 16 times? <laughs> what did this man do? You had to have reloaded that gun. So maybe when, I'm I'm just, you know, trying to connect dots when his friends said he was struggling. Maybe it was like a family maybe issue. Maybe it, it was with be. his dad. Maybe, you know, behind closed doors, they did not get along. Yeah. Because 16 times, y'all. And these 16 shots were just in between his head and his chest. Mm. He was How many to kill, times for sure. do you have to shoot someone in the head? Or like, chest. To, I, I feel like one bullet would do it. Two if you feel it. Yeah. Like. But 16. Mm. Just, just between his head and his chest. Um, and his family had told the police that Adrian had been acting paranoid and angry for the past few weeks. Does that sound familiar it to y'all? It really does. Maybe you guys should go back and figure out where it sounds familiar. Sounds like schizophrenia to me. <laughs> I'm no doctor, but he's 25, you know. I'm just going to put another sidebar in here. Um, black families do not take mental health serious. Not at all. So. Not at all. Guys break that yeah take it serious because they just write it off like oh he's probably just in a mood today he'll grow out of it it's more than a mood you know and i will say black parents like to downplay their children's feelings for sure that's another thing so yep so when somebody just appears to just be extra moody and extra paranoid out of somewhere i think that let's talk to them yeah i think that some some mental health evaluations are in order at that point 
therapy is totally okay it's yeah. totally normal it's it's okay y'all like, it is okay not trying to be funny i want to go to therapy yeah if we're being honest it's okay to sit down and talk to somebody about the way you're feeling like it's completely okay these we, are paid professionals they are not gonna tell you business <laughs> we support it we are 100 percent behind going to therapy like they're not gonna do you like your mom and tell the whole family <laughs> like these are paid professionals okay they know Ooh, what they're doing because <laughs> Black families is good for that. Yeah. You know, they, they'll tell your business, but let them do something and you can't tell a sub. Yep. What happens in this house stays in this house. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably the environment that he had, the what happens here stays here. Yep. It sounds like it. Because his friend knew something was going on. He just didn't know what was going on. Like, privacy is key 100%. I believe that, but to, to a extent. certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he have been acting paranoid and angry and so now at this point the police are searching for him they said like i said his house backed up on 500 acres of woods uh so they searched for two days but couldn't find him because at this point they're like okay he's lived here all his life he knows his way around he knows these 500 acres of woods Mm -hmm. we don't know what the fuck we doing but he knows (laughs) exactly what the fuck he's doing like he been playing and it's like it's the backyard (laughs) for his whole life that was probably his moments to get away moments of freedom for real so then they contacted the media they issued a bolo for him and then a few days later uh, the Georgia police received a call from the Virginia police. Um, 72-year-old sister Lucy Christofik. Um, she was a nun from a church near Adrian's house. The church was called Christ the King Catholic Church. Um, she had contacted the police. Mind y'all, we started off in Georgia. Yeah, we are now in Virginia. We're now in Virginia. Mm. She said that her and another nun, Sister Philomena Fogarty, who was 64 or 68, depending on which source you read. Because <laughs> you know here we are goes. with the inconsistencies again. Yep. Um, but she said they had a run-in with Adrian. So, um, Sister Philomena Fogarty was considered to be the Mother Teresa of Harris County. Like, everybody knew her. Adrian knew her before this happened. Um, she was originally from Ireland. She was a missionary in Japan. She lived in Hamilton for about 16 years, and she would have celebrated her 50th anniversary as a nun the year that this happened. Um, by all accounts, she was basically a saint. Like, she fed the hungry, she counseled inmates, she would sell clothes to help seniors pay their utility bills. Mm-hmm. Like, she was a nun through and through. Okay. Like, and sis was really just probably minding her business on this day. Um, Sister Lucy Christofik was a missionary in Pakistan, and she had lived in Hamilton for about 12 years. I couldn't find that much background on her. Um, But apparently when Adrian had taken off into the woods after he killed his father, he went straight to the church. He needed money, he needed a car to get away, and he knew he could find these things at the church. So the sisters, um, from what I can gather, I guess they shared like a mobile home that was on the church property. Okay. Excuse me. And they came home that day and found him inside their house. So he stole $900 from them. He bound and gagged them, put them in their car. Excuse me. Yeah. That escalated quickly, it too. because I didn't see anything happening further after his dad. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the, he was on a spree oh, at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He bound and gagged these ladies and put them in their car and took off to Virginia. 
with them with them in the car okay so again it's sunday they minding their business they just came home from church probably and you know he's sitting in their house so i don't know if he went in with the intentions of kidnapping them or I don't know if he was just there to steal stuff and then they came home That's and interrupted him. That's what I was thinking. Him. Maybe it was like bad timing. They came home too soon. But then again, who knows? He yeah. probably could have been waiting on them as well. Yeah. It's it's hard to tell. Um, but he took them to a hotel in Virginia and he tied Sister Lucy to the bed. Yeah. This, I wish y'all could see my face. <clears throat> this get, It takes a real different turn. Um, he tied her to the bed and he took sister Philomena into the bathroom and put her in the tub. And what is up with him in the tub? Yeah. Good point. What the hell is up with the tub? <laughs> Good point. I didn't even think about that. And when I reach all this next part, it now makes me think that the uncle probably interrupted what he was trying to do with his dad. <gasps> I'm scared. Cause I was trying to figure out why the dad was in the tub in the first place. If you shot him, why did you put him in the tub? Yeah. Of water? Didn't even think about that. I can't wait to see, hear how this plays out. Oh, yeah. So he put her in the tub and his intentions were to cut her head off. Whoa. Yeah. And her last words to him were, I forgive you. His last words to her? Or her last words to him. Okay, I'm sorry. I was about to say, oh, bless her heart. Yeah. She, like you said, through and through. Yeah. Because I would never. Yeah. She said, I forgive you. He then proceeded to slit her throat cut her into pieces and put her into hefty trash bags. So back to the dad. Now that you brought that up, now I'm wondering. That's probably what he was going to do next. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm wondering if that was his intentions with his dad and the uncle interrupted him. Yeah. Cause like you said, he didn't think the uncle was going to stop by. Yeah. And I don't know if he lived with his dad during this time. Because, again, there's... He was 25. So, yeah. Yeah. Enough information. So, I don't know if he lived with the dad or if he just came to the dad's house on this day. I don't know. But, um... And they said he used a carpet cutter to cut her up. I don't know if that's the same thing as a box cutter or not. A carpet cutter? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He used that to cut her up. And, a carpet cutter? Yeah. Out of all things. Yeah. Why the hell did he have a carpet cutter, to be honest? The, it, it, like, parts of it makes you feel like, was this planned? I don't know. Almost had to be. Yeah. So, and then now, okay. mind y'all, Sister Lucy is laying on the bed, tied up. Carpet cutter. So, I'm it sorry, does kind of look like a box cutter. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Whoa, you, if y'all Google this, that has to take some time to cut somebody's body and the other sister was just tied up on the bed she's tied up on the bed while he's doing all this listening to all of this oh hell no yeah that's torture yeah hell no and she's tied up on the bed watching him drag her body out in trash bags and take it to the car and there is nothing she can do so i think she broke free either i don't know if he left her there or if she broke free while he was carrying these bags out to the car but she ends up breaking free and runs to the lobby of the hotel Good. and tells them to call the police. Good. So he takes off in the car. Um, the police ends up spotting him in the car and he's like driving alone on a dead end road. I think he crashed the car. I couldn't really tell from the sources, um, but I think he crashed the car. He got out and ran. Yeah. Um, 
it's chaotic as fuck. It really is. <laughs> it is so chaotic. And I was like watching this episode and I'm like, what? This is definitely like a, a mental illness. Has to be. It has to be. They had nothing to do with nothing. Nothing. They literally was just coming home from church. Hell, the dad probably had nothing to do yeah. with nothing, if we're being honest. Yeah. They just came home from church. That was it. No. Uh... So he takes off on foot. Uh, the police end up searching the car. Um, and they find human remains in the car because he has put her in trash bags and put her in the car. Of course. Um, and then uh, while this is going on, like a half an hour later, the rest of her body was found in an office building parking lot in a sleeping bag. So he like dumped out some of her body parts and left some of her body parts in the car. Was he like trying to scatter them all over? I wonder. That's what like, it sounds like. Trying to make it harder for them. That's what it sounds like. What the hell? Um, but Sister Lucy did survive this event. Thank goodness. Thank God. Um, at some point during the search uh, for him, the police thought he could have been head- headed to Stanford, Connecticut, with the intentions of killing his estranged wife. This is something again that this is all that it mentions about a wife. I was about to say, and about him being in Connecticut. Um, but they said that he had previously been charged with an assault and burglary charges in Connecticut as well. So I don't it's know like at what point. More to the story, we just don't know. Yeah, I don't know at what point he lived in Connecticut. Maybe uh, that's where he met his wife. Yeah, and then left further. I don't know. But that's where they thought that he was headed. He was 25, you said? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was kind of very young. Yeah. Um. So then on March 27th, because mind y'all, all of this started on March 23rd. So on March 27th. very quickly. Yeah. On March 27th, he made his way into a Burger King in Norfolk. I and wish y'all could see my face. <laughs> like, what the hell? Just casual. Burger you know, King, huh? Then killed my dad. Then killed and cut up a nun. Let me go grab me a Whopper. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you'd be quite famished after. <laughs> Especially cutting somebody's body up with a box cutter. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, not a box cutter. A, a carpet, carpet cutter. cutter. Yeah. I imagine that you'd be quite <laughs> tired. That's a lot of work. <laughs> he need to get that energy back. Yeah. <laughs> So he goes to Burger King. Like, <laughs> let me get the number three. <laughs> I don't know what he really ordered on playing. <laughs> but yeah, he made his way into Burger King. And one of the employees recognized him and tripped the silent alarm. And the employee was such a good employee that he was like, he had some small talk with him. He gave him some food. Employee of yeah, order. Trying to keep him there until the police got there. And um, the police get there. They arrest him. He was arrested, of course, for the murder of Henry Robinson, his father, and Sister Philomena Fogarty. Um, at some point during his interrogation, Adrian tells the police that he killed his father because he was sexually assaulted by him. But this was never proven. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. Because again, it goes back to France said he was struggling. And yeah. Struggling with that. If that is true, wow. Yeah. So I don't know how true that is. It's 
something that was in the story so I felt like I should mention it and if it is true that would shed some light on why you would just wake up one day and decide to shoot your dad 16 times but it does not it doesn't excuse what you did to the nuns exactly because they did absolutely nothing yeah they did absolutely nothing but it also makes me wonder not saying I'm not justifying his actions at all by any means I also wonder was his family like big on going to church couldn't find that either but they said that he knew the nuns so i don't know if it's because she was like real active in the community or because they live close to the church or if he attended the church i wonder i really wonder but he did know the nuns um yeah there's a lot more to the story but they just didn't tell us the information yeah and i feel like the only way that we'll get more information is if the family ever decides that they want to come forward do interviews and stuff um but that's what he told the police when he was interrogated. And he also told the police that he was scared he was being followed by the Polish mafia and aliens. Now, does this sound familiar? Yes. I think this takes us back to episode one. Yes. Schizophrenia. Oh, my goodness. Early to mid-20s. <laughs> yep. Like, it all lines up. Uh, we go back to the mental health. Mental health is everything. Yeah. It really is. And I don't know... I don't, I don't know much about schizophrenia. I don't know if it's something if something traumatic in your life can trigger that or if it's something that you just are born with and then it starts manifesting at a certain time in your life or if maybe something traumatic makes it start manifesting. I don't know. But if what he said about his dad was true and it was ignored and nobody listened to him, maybe that could have played a part in it. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, guys. <laughs> I just want to make that very clear. I am not a doctor. I have no letters, no initials behind my name. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) These are the things that add up to me in my head. So, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, After he was arrested, he had a psyche valve. um, And it showed that he suffered from psychotic thoughts for years. One source did say he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia at the time of the evaluation, but I only found that in one source. Hmm. But it wasn't enough for an insanity plea. They felt like he was still able to stand trial. Which I 100% believe believe so myself. So, I mean, I don't know. If it was schizophrenia, right? you can't, I don't know. That's so crazy to me. Like, that there is no information on this. Yeah. and he I have so many questions. I do too. Um so he showed signs before but the weeks leading up to him killing his dad they and guess they said who, that there was a change. And guess who failed him? His he, family. Yeah. I would have to say the family in this case cuz the police knew nothing about it. It's not like he kept getting arrested and getting arrested. Like Right. It was just a, as far as from what I can see he wasn't. It was like, you know, one previous time that we know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he ended up pleading guilty. Um, he was eligible for the death penalty, but the Catholic Church petitioned for him to get life in prison instead because, you know, they are very forgiving. I don't have that much forgiveness in me. I don't either. I never will. I feel like I struggle with forgiveness in general, though. That's just me. I do, too. And I'm very petty. Oh, okay. And it, that's something you that say? I am praying. You I'm going to tap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you decide. <laughs> How we gonna be? Because I'm on I'm on whatever type of time you want. Okay, I'm a reflection of you, <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Forgiveness. 
I know that about myself, and I'm working on that. Same. I'm trying so hard, y'all. <laughs> but, yeah, they were like, no, we don't want him to be put to death. Like, life in prison is fine with us. Um, and he remains incarcerated at the Greensville Correctional Center in Jarrett, Virginia. And that's all the information I could find. That so, is so crazy. Yeah, he's still currently alive. As far as I can tell, he's still currently alive. And when I still say... In jail. I didn't expect it to go any further than his dad when he started yeah. telling his story. Yeah. I th- when I was watching it, I was like, okay, so he just killed his dad and went on the run and they're going to find him. And <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It went way deeper than that. I wonder if that employee would have never recognized him. How much further this would have gone. Yeah. I didn't think about that either. Like, I really wonder, would that have been enough? Or was he literally just getting started? Yeah. Like, because sometimes, well, now that I'm thinking, he didn't get to finish his job with his dad. Is that what, you know, made him do it again? What prompted him to seek out the sisters? To actually finish the job. Yeah. But if we're being honest, he technically didn't really finish that job either. So maybe he yeah. would have done it again. Because he wasn't, it appeared that he was trying to scatter her in several places. And didn't get to finish that. And he didn't get to finish. So yeah, maybe it really was just the beginning. Yeah. And um, maybe he thought they were part of the Polish mafia. Or, or maybe he thought they were aliens. I don't know. I can't think of a. I can't even come up with a good reason as to why he would have did what he did to them. Like I cannot come up with a good reason. And especially if he knew them. Like yeah. On the special that I was watching, the um, the cop that was telling the story, he was like, started crying mm. at at a point talking about um Sister Philomena. Like he was like she was like a really good person, like a genuinely good person. See, so that makes me like not take back what I was just thinking. I was like, maybe he did get assaulted by his dad. Maybe they knew and didn't do anything. Yeah. And maybe that's why. I don't know. She was through and through. Yeah. I guess not. They were saying that she was like a really good person. Like, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. This is like going to take the podcast probably in a different direction. But I just have to say it. Stuff like this, does it make you question religion a little bit yeah because don't please don't hate us and don't hate <laughs> yeah, us please don't. um because in your mind you want to think like if i'm a good servant of the lord why would the lord let something like this happen to you okay so i have an interesting like viewpoint on that you know how typically people be like when good things happen for them they're like oh god bless me got this mm-hmm and then, uh, you know, something wrong in their, in their day could go. And they're like, the devil is trying to get me. But let somebody they know pass. They're like, God, why would you do this? Yeah. No, no, no. What if it was the devil? What if it wasn't him? Yeah. You couldn't know to blame on him for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Like, I 100% this, get what you're saying. That just be my mindset behind it. Like, yeah. I don't know. I 100%. Please don't add us, Yeah, please don't. Like, Sorry. <laughs> I was just, you know, trying to make the episode a little interesting. Yeah, but I, I 100% get what you're saying because she was about to be a nun for 50 years. Like, and then this ends up happening to you? Like, how and why? I would question a lot of things. Yeah, especially the sister that survived. Okay, I would reevaluate everything. Seriously. Because she, like, literally laid there and listened to him cut her in pieces. And where did they just come home from, guys? Church, Church. yeah, like, yeah. She know. literally laid there and heard her sister being cut in pieces and 
put into trash bags. Like, I couldn't, I, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, after, the day after that, I would question everything. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And she was, let me so go did back she, to I that. wonder if she, like, just continued to, you know, Cause she her was, life the same. She was 72 at the time that this happened. The sister that survived was 72. So, she was probably like, well, I mean, at this point in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, she was probably like, I've been on this path for so long. I got to stay the course because I'm 72. Got to see it through. Yeah, you got to see it through, my boy. <laughs> Side note, earlier when you said he was running through the woods, I was just like, he's a runner. He's a runner. <laughs> No damn sense. <laughs> no damn sense. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I have taken this like off topic quite a hey, few times. We, but it was a discussion that needed to be had. It is because I really would like to know. Like, I really want to know how she felt after surviving. Seriously. Because and I'm man, pretty sure it's something really hard to talk about, which is probably why she never talked about it. Yeah, but I would love to. You know. How does she think after this? How does she feel after this? How does she move? Because yeah. I'm questioning everything. Because how did y'all become a part of this man's psychotic, clear psychotic break? It was a right. clear psychotic break. How did y'all become a part of it? Like, y'all was just minding y'all's business coming home from church. I literally, literally. Well, that's all I got for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some more, but... That's all I got. This is going to be obviously a shorty. Um, after Derek Todd Lee, yeah. I was like, we got to do a shorty because <laughs> that took a lot that out of your a girl. Lot of research. <laughs> that took a lot out of your girl. So I was like, we're going to have to do a shorty after that one. Yeah, because the one I was thinking about doing, ironically, I sent it to you already. I had screenshotted and sent it to you. I'm sitting on, sitting down watching TV. I think I just finished watching Force, the little part, but <laughs> and like something else popped on after it, and I see it's an episode about the guy that I had sent you. So I was like, we definitely have to do him. Okay, but it, it's going to be a lot of research, so I just like we can wait. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll we'll be coming back at y'all with that one. It 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 might be like a two or three parter for sure. Okay, so. I'm down. It'll be fun. I love a multi-parter. Me too. Get to leave y'all hanging. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We always forget to tag our socials at the end of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, I'm glad you're Um, So, (laughs) if y'all want to find us on Instagram, y'all can find us at sprinkle underscore of underscore murder underscore podcast. Um, on Instagram, we usually post like pictures of people involved in the case and stuff like that. And do you have our Twitter? I do. So if you guys like want to follow our Twitter, it is A-S-O-F-M podcast. So it's the abbreviation of a sprinkle of murder podcast. And y'all can follow us. Y'all can comment. We comment back. Retweet. Yeah. Interact yeah. with us. We Share. Love- retweet. Do it all. We would love to have conversations with y'all, especially like, what do you guys think? Yeah. You know? We respond. We don't act like celebrities. We respond back. <laughs> yeah. As y'all see, I'll be reading the reviews. Too bad I can't go and reply to them. <laughs> we respond back. You know, we follow back. We do all, all of the above. Repost all that, you know. 
So come find us on socials and I don't have anything else. You got anything else? No, just wait for more guys. We're getting better every episode. Yes, we are getting more comfortable. I'm going to start singing to y'all in a minute. Just y'all wait. (laughs) Just y'all wait. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, it's been fun. It's been real. Bye guys. Bye.